This episode of the Campaign Podcast is brought to you by Critio. The future is an open internet where discovering your brand is a positive experience. Made possible by Commerce Media. Learn more at critio.com forward slash future. Hello, I'm Arvid Hickman and welcome to the Campaign Podcast. For the past 20 years, Adlan has talked about the commercial importance of targeting over 50s. But older adults remain largely ignored by marketers, appearing in less than 15% of media images. Now, this seems madness when you consider that those aged 50 and older account for more than 50% of consumer spending, which is predicted to rise to 64% by 2040. It seems that ageism remains one of the last great prejudices in our industry. But why is this the case? Perhaps the age profile of those who work in the industry offers a clue. Nearly half of Adland is aged between 25 to 34. This is well above the population where 23% of workers are 25 to 34. And if you look at older demographics, only 4% of those who work in advertising are aged 55 to 64, compared to 17% of the UK workforce. Ageism in advertising is a massive issue, and to discuss this, I'm joined by three experts. Returning to the campaign podcast uh, for the second week in a row is Jeremy Hine, the CEO of Marketing and Communications Network Mullenlow Group UK, and Jenny Bingham, the owner of the UK's largest independent media agency, The Seven Stars. We are also joined by David Sinclair, the director at International Longevity Centre. Welcome to you all. Hi. Hello. Hi. Now, David, tell us about the International Longevity Centre and what it does. So, The International Longevity Centre is the specialist think tank on longevity and its impact on society. And, you know, one of our fundamental objectives is to maximise what we call the longevity dividend. So there's more and more older people, more and more of us are living longer. How do we make the most of the economic opportunities of ageing? So far from seeing older people as a drain and see the the language of the sort of silver tsunami, what we want to be saying is, look, if we keep people healthy um, and we've got research that shows us if you keep people healthy people spend more money they care more they volunteer more and they work longer so there's a really strong economic case for us doing aging well in the uk and that's a core at what we about what we want to achieve okay and what's your perception as someone who doesn't work in the industry about advertising and ageism so I, you know, I, I think it's a really, really tough, tough one. You, you've highlighted the ILC stats that show the significant amount of spending that comes from over over fifties or already. Um, but actually, what we know is that at the same time, this group of population aren't spending the wealth that they have. So back in 2015, we did some work that showed that um, there was saving of about 50 billion um, a year in the UK from. Uh, older people, so people were under underspending, even though they're a significant spender. Now, I don't think we can put all the blame on the ad industry and the marketing industry, frankly, because there's probably four main reasons why why we have a challenge here and why sort of spending falls and why it's a different group. One is one is health. Our health changes as we age. It might be more difficult to get around the shops, more difficult to do long haul flights, and actually health influences what we want and how we access it. And that's a really tough one to overcome. Secondly, the sort of financial 
financial aspects. Some of us want to leave money to others. Some say so, so we don't want to spend. Some of us don't have enough money and we know pensioner poverty is about to increase um, with the end of so final salary pension schemes. And then, frankly, we don't know when we're going to how long we're going to live. So actually, we need to make our money last. So that becomes a challenge. Um, the product side is also a problem. What we need and want may not be there. So, you know, if, if, if you haven't got the right products, you can't sell it to people. And there is certainly an argument that when you get to, um, you know, as, as you get older, you just start thinking, I've got enough stuff. So, so, so there's a real challenge there. So it's only the fourth one, really, where there's significant opportunity um, for, for your industry. And I think that comes around, you know, the argument that the PR industry, uh, marketing, advertising doesn't understand us as we age, issues around age discrimination and issues around the sort of the techniques you use. So, for example, the digital divide and how, how you overcome them. Now, I think there's lots to delve in on to that third point about how and what the industry could do. Okay, so that, that's really important nuance. So, so basically what you're saying is that even though half of consumer spending um, rests with older demographics, the reality is these folks are not going to spend it on a lot of stuff. Yeah, they potentially could. But what, you know, the, I think that what you need to do, think about is it's not just advertising. You need to make sure you've got the right products. You need to make sure the products are accessible as well. So it's a, a broader sort of, you know, eco ecosystem issue. Uh, yeah. Jeremy, you know, as the head of Mullen Low Group, you must have a good handle in terms of why advertisers perhaps don't focus that much on older demos. What, what have you sort of learnt over the years? Uh, I think, you know, David said a lot of that. I think uh, to the points that you said, you know, I think 12% of the 50 pluses are represented in, in advertising. I think that's wrong. And I think uh, probably what has happened is that group have been sort of lumped together by age. Oh, they're the 55 pluses. Uh, well, there's a massive range within that from 55 to 90 uh, is a huge, huge area. And that's probably what we've been working on uh, much. And we've been lucky enough to work with David on a, a study that we're doing is lumping people together as an age bracket is completely the wrong thing to do. People in this group, A, don't see themselves as old. And actually, the mindset differences within that age group are huge. There are those that are more conservative and, and want to save and want to spend. Equally, there are those in there that are young at heart, want to get out there, enjoy their retirement, uh, spend some of their hard-earned uh, wealth from all that sort of period of time. So I think we need to step back as an industry and just go, hang on a minute, you know, let's, let's not lump these people together. They're individuals in their own right, um, and we can target them in a much um, more appropriate, more relevant way and represent them uh, truthfully. You know, we've seen these old things. I know it's cliches, but, you know, it's either stair lifts or hearing aids or you get the other end of the spectrum where you've got this sort of 90 year old triathlete. So we've got to avoid these cliche situations. Yep. OK, uh, we're going to come to your research in a bit. So I, I think it's really important to cover. You, uh, you mentioned that there were seven different traits. Uh, we'll, we'll touch on that a bit later on. Uh, Jenny, uh, the seven stars, you know, it helps advertisers uh, target the ads across certain media channels. Uh, you're, you've also someone with a lot of experience. What is your view from a media planning perspective in, in terms of the way advertising is being targeted uh, to certain demos and older demos in particular? I, I kind of agree with everything that's been said and we've, you know, our um, insight team have done their own quite extensive research on in, into this group. And I think, you know, there is a tendency to, you know, to target younger groups. I think advertising is, you know, uh, as an industry, we probably are too young. Um, and therefore our frame of reference is, you know, as a, as a, as a group of people, our frame of reference is probably thinking around younger people and not, not taking time to really 
understand um, older generations. And, and, you know, some of the things that we've found that do change as people get older is things like, you know, just confidence around money, confidence around decision making, confidence around uh, around life moments. And I think that's a little bit of an untapped opportunity for a lot of advertisers because this group, yes, they've got spending power and people are kind of aware that there's spending power out there, but they've also got the confidence to know how and where to spend their money. When occasionally you see an advertiser that just really gets it right and, you, and it, that's when it's really noticeable. It's depressing that it is noticeable, but when an advertiser gets it right, um, it's you know it really stands out and the campaign that I've seen recently that I'll just mention briefly which is not one of our own I hasten to add is um, the work at the minute that's out for Virgin Atlantic where they'll use images of older people just on holiday having a good time and I think the tagline's something like you know nobody's here wishing they bought a new sofa because they're in you know they're in a swimming pool right they're having a great time in the sunshine they've deliberately um chosen to use use older people and from a media perspective as well you know you'll see that in train stations you'll see that in, in commuter time right they're not assuming that everybody of that age group no longer travels no longer goes to work no longer has any kind of you know social life i suppose so i think from a both from a media and a creative perspective it's just lovely to see a campaign that's actually getting it right uh, David, I, I wanted to sort of pick up on that with you. You mentioned before you touched on the fact that there was a lot of product opportunity that isn't being created um, for older older demographics. Can you sort of uh, elaborate a little bit on that? You know, the travel industry is a really good one to to look at. Where you, you know, if you you know, in the days where we used to all get on planes, if you have a look around the the BA business class lounge, um, you have the you know the eight o'clock flight to New York where you have some business people. Frankly, the whole of the rest of the day is full of retirees doing that once in a lifetime trip. And yet, actually, that industry has sort of uh, actually, to be fair, I think you've started to see really changes, like the Virgin advert. Heathrow have done some really interesting stuff in this area as well. So I think and I think where the product issue comes in is that actually um, where I think we probably need to get to is more like the concierge type services. People don't necessarily want the, you know, just to go to the theatre. They want to be picked up, taken to the theatre, taken to the restaurant on the way, be sure that when they get there, they're in a seat that's going to be suitable for them and then taken back at, back at the end of the day. So there's something about, I think, experiences over products and particularly in the world where frankly we don't want people buying crap you know we want actually sustainable consumption here how do we actually make sure that the industry is supporting to people to consume as a way of you know pushing ourselves up maslow's hierarchy of needs so we're actually in a place where consumption is giving us well-being and for that for that for me is not buying products it's buying it's potentially looking much broader than than the new coffee that you might want okay Jeremy, I wanted to bring you in and sort of discuss your research a little bit. You've identified seven segments of over fifty fives that brands should focus on. Uh, we work with sort of Kantar. Uh, we've used a lot of sort of uh, TGI data uh, with a, a base of over sort of seven thousand uh, respondents on that. We also put into that sort of more qualitative information uh, with a whole load of sort of one-on-one interviews. 
And that was really looking into uh, people's mindsets, what they thought about health, what they thought about diet, uh, their attitudes to life, how they consume advertising, their aspirations, and so much more. And we sort of split this into seven different types of people based on attitudes rather than age specifically. And that first group is sort of the caring conformists and the security seekers. You know, they believe in fair play, family and community. Uh, they worry about the world around them um, and they trust their knowledge more, more than others. Uh, the next larger group was about sort of 43% was mixed up those that sort of want to get the most out of life. They want to live now. They want to sort of celebrate and enjoy uh, their hard-earned gains. The savvy spenders uh, want to know how to find a bargain but want pleasure. The carefree hedonists, of course, that want to live, laugh and have great fun. And experienced lovers who want to get out there and experience culture and food and so much more. And the final group is sort of uh, based around accountable citizens. They work hard. They're responsible. They want to do their bit for good causes. Uh, social progressives uh, who want to be in charge, embrace organic, embrace sort of fair trade. So within that, there's a whole different sort of cross-section and it allows us to work with brands to really drill down to understand their consumers properly, what media they're consuming, how we should talk to them, how we can relate to them more as individual people, again, through a lifestyle approach or a, a sort of uh, a, a mindset approach rather than just a, an age bracket approach. Okay. That's, that's quite interesting, isn't it, Jenny? I'm just curious how this would work. You, you obviously got the, the advertising created very targeted in these different segments. How would that work in terms of media um, activation and finding those people and the right channels? The the kind of segmentation approach is, you know, that is something that we are really, really comfortable working with. I think it's really interesting because I think when we've looked into this same group, one of the things that we've really um, delved into, and, I, and I'm sure um, the Mullen Lowe research has done the same thing, is, is actually to try to understand older groups' uh, relationships with technology, because that particularly um, impacts from our perspective, kind of how we can reach people and, and, you know, different formats that we can explore and things like that. And, you know, we found that you know, there's a, there's a huge kind of misnomer that older groups, you know, aren't comfortable with technology and, or they don't think it's for, you know, it's for people like them. But when you actually ask them questions around, you know, what they're doing for, you know, ed- everything from, from gaming through to, uh, how they keep connected with their own families and children and grandchildren and things like that, they really are proficient with, um, more proficient with technology than 25 year olds in advertising a suit have made these crazy assumptions that older groups are not comfortable with it. So we, We've really found that, you know, using tech and using formats that are available to us can really, really help to connect with with these groups. Okay. Uh, I, I kind of want to move on to my final question, which is about solutions and, and what you would like to see the industry do. Um, I'll start off with uh, with you, David. What sort of solutions would you like to see that, that can really shift the dial from, you know, the advertising and sort of marketing industry? I think the first thing to say is that clearly having much better segmentation, much better market research, market research that doesn't treat all over 50s or 65s the same is extraordinarily important. I think within the segmentation, though, I think it's also really important to be thinking about age neutral segmentations. Actually, age is increasingly irrelevant to what we want and what we want and, and how we want it. If, if you're trying to sell a football subscription, you sell it on the base of interest, not age. And, and then I think we probably need to be moving away from age completely. On the one hand, let me slightly contradict myself, say, on the other hand, we really need to be careful not to deny the ageing experience if we're specifically targeting products to this age group. So, for example, most of us deny we're like our dads. We pretend that, you know, our hearing won't go and our eyesight won't go, but it will. And the reality is that ageing affects us all. And it's entirely rational why the industry chooses to sell to young 
younger versions of ourselves because that's how we see ourselves. So, so I think we need to be really careful about not denying the aging. And, and as part of that, you know, linking into the point earlier, you know, let's not create ads to win you awards from your peers. You need to be creating ads for the audience. So some of the ads targeted at older people, I look at and think, oh my goodness, that's really inappropriate. And, or that feels a bit dated. And then it tests and people think it's bloody fantastic. You know, I, I think we've got to be really careful about sort of designing stuff just because it's, you know, it looks good. And the, the final couple of points, which I think are important solutions is one, talk to your clients. One agency about six or seven years ago told me that they had, they were asked to do pitches pretty much every week for 18 to 24 year old markets. And that in, it was a lady who said in her sort of 30 year career, she'd only been asked three or four times to look at um, the over 50s market. So the, you know, actually there is a job to convince um, companies. And then finally, and this has come up, Yes, employ more older people. You know, I work for a small charity. There are 13 of us. We have paid staff in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. This really isn't hard to do. And the fact that the industry struggles suggests sort of some quite fundamental issues. Okay, Jenny, what's your take on that? Uh, I'll get you to respond to that because there were some really good points there that um, David made. And, and, and also, what would be your solution? I know it, there's just not one. It's a multifaceted issue. But what, what do you think the industry can do more? Definitely agree with the final point about the, you know, the industry needs to grow up a little bit and we can do all the research we want to into different communities. But until we start employing these different communities, we'll never really understand them as well as we potentially could do. I think from a a media perspective, I think there is an element of, um, you know, looking at these you know, different groups as a opportunity. So there is an element of, you know, really thinking about what is what is the opportunity. Again, some of the work that we've done, we've really identified that, you know, this group are with potentially more time to engage in um, different activities with potentially more connected than they've ever been able to be before. Um, I think this really is, you know, a huge opportunity. You know, there's an opportunity in terms of targeting. There's an opportunity in terms of messaging. There's certainly an opportunity in terms of um, interactivity that we've never really been able to take advantage of before. So um, I definitely think employ more people that genuinely understand these groups. And absolutely, you know, I think it's a huge opportunity. Fantastic. Jeremy, I'm going to give you the final say in this. Um, What would you like to see the industry do? What Jenny says about the targeting and the way we can target them, I think is fundamental. Uh, let's show them, you know, they are there, they are real. Currently, they're invisible. So let's let's show them and let's show them in a way that isn't uh, stereotyped. They are humans, after all, and what that entails. And I think speak to them authentically uh, with dignity. As David said, growing old isn't always great. But I think with wit, these people want to be entertained. They've grown up with, I think, sort of longer length sort of commercials with high production values let's make sure that they are they are entertaining there's humor in there you know in the face of adversity i think humiliation isn't a good thing so treating them at the old age is all bad it's ridiculous some wonderful ideas there thank you so much jeremy jenny and david for joining the campaign podcast Uh, also a big thank you to our producer Lindsay riley from rethink audio i really hope you enjoyed listening um if you would like to listen to more please do subscribe to our podcast on spotify apple or wherever you listen to your podcasts that's it for me on behalf of the campaign team we hope you join us next time goodbye Thank you to Critio for sponsoring this episode of the Campaign Podcast. 
Critio is creating an open internet where you can choose what's best for you and future you. Learn more at critio.com forward slash future.